0: Gather round, young flock, and prepare yourself for an alternative tale of that old mystical elf who goes from house to house on cold winter nights visiting sleeping children who've been naughty or nice. T'was the eve of St. Nicholas when all round about a silence so deathly was lurking throughout. High about the peaks and the Austrian snow came a fiend with St. Nicholas whom naughty children well know coarse pelts of goat hair as its grim sickly mantles, and a sharp wicked crown of ram's horns much like antlers, red tongue stretching long as a slithering snake that can strike and tear flesh, children's blood does it slake. It's the night of the 5th of December, kids fear, when the judgment of children looms frightfully near, for the beast of the holiday weighs your virtue and vice, and doles out its tortures based on naughty or nice. "'Tis not falsehood this tale of the great Christmas devil, "'since the dawn of the ages in the wild man we revel. "'Be warned that indeed his name you should know, "'for it's Krampus today who may well steal the show.'" A wicked demon of lore calls home to the dark winter nights and snow-capped alpine peaks. Clad in the coarse woolen hide of sheep and crowned with horribly twisted piercing horns, the Christmas devil Krampus descends upon the unsuspecting at that singular time of year on the eve of the Feast of Jolly Old St. Nick. Krampus, or for the Americans, Krampus, can be traced back centuries and is regarded mostly as an Austrian legend. Good day, mate! yet no Austria. In Austria, Germany, and other Alpine countries, the feast of St. Nicholas on December 6th is celebrated not quite with the same fervor as Christmas, but as something of a teaser or Christmas dry run. On the night of December 5th, before going to sleep, children leave their shoes outside their bedroom doors. If you've been a good little boy or girl, St. Nick will come by in the night and fill your shoes with fruit, nuts, chocolate, and candy. Of course, today most snotty faced brats will say yuck to the fruit and nuts, but this was a different time when fruit and nuts were actually kind of special in winter. The treats in the shoes is not unlike the American tradition of hanging stockings. In both cases, we have footwear serving as a vehicle for an early Christmas treat, and at least in my household it was. The stockings were always fair game at 5 a.m. Christmas morning before the elders would get up. Of course, if you've been naughty, see aforementioned snotty faced brats. Then we might expect a lump of coal in the stocking. Well a hard lump of coal would be too good for the rustic Germanic youth. No lashes doled out by the devilish compass are what you deserve. Grasping a switch of birch sticks to beat disobedient kids and a sack or basket on his back to drag off the especially naughty ones, compasses is a yuletide reality as much as Santa Claus himself. Krampus and Saint Nick are not adversaries, in fact they're very much a tag team. In Santa's sleigh, Krampus rides shotgun, or sometimes the other way around. Krampus is one of Saint Nick's many companions among various European traditions. Like Krampus, some of his companions form a stark contrast to the pristine, jolly, child-friendly gift giver. In the German Rhineland, we find the fur-clad Belsnickel, who's also popular among America's Pennsylvania Dutch. In much of the rest of Germany, the gentler, bearded, brown-robed Santa-like Knecht Ruprecht can be seen helping out St. Nicholas. His dirty robes and ashen face are smeared with the soot of chimneys from his special deliveries. And most popular even today throughout Belgium and the Netherlands is Zwarte Piet, or Schwarzpeter. This finely dressed lad with a similarly sooty face also doles out Saint Nick's treats. According to some historians, in fact, the companion giver of both gifts and punishments may be the more likely model for today's western consumerist Santa Claus rather than some pious 4th century Turkish bishop. And not all of Saint Nick's companions are human of a sort. The saint is popularly said to ride upon a brilliant white steed, usually a horse, but sometimes a goat. The Yule Buck, or Yule Goat, is a popular Yuletide feature in Scandinavia. Made out of straw today, the Yule Goat is customarily set ablaze as a reenactment of goat sacrifice during the pagan festival of Yule. And that pagan goat sacrifice is thought to be the celebration of an ancient Nordic legend. As chronicled in the 13th century prose Edda, the god Thor drove his chariot drawn by two goats across the sky. Thor slaughtered the goats to feed his fellow gods and summarily resurrected the animals through the magic of his hammer. In the 1890 pioneering comparative study of mythology and religion, the Golden Bough, Sir James Fraser documents a Swedish performance of a man clad in goat hides as the Yule Goat. The actor, hidden by a coverlet made of skins and wearing a pair of formidable horns, is led into a room by two men who make believe to slaughter him while they sing verses. At the conclusion of the song, the Yule Goat, after feigning death, jumps up and skips about to the amusement of the spectators. Could Austria's fur-clad Krampus and the Scandinavian Yuletide man have a common pagan ancestor? Krampus and the Christmas Devil get some attention in the 1835 German mythology by Jakob Grimm, one half of the famed titans of folk and fairy tales, the Brothers Grimm. While Krampus gets only a passing nod, our takeaway from Grimm's analysis can be that the various threatening and sooty sidekicks of St. Nicholas stem from Europe's pre-Christian pagan festivals and while they may have been incorporated into Christian, Christmas time gift-giving narratives, these figures inevitably regress to exhibit some of their vestigial, heathen characteristics. Despite the church's best efforts to stamp out or convert these old world pagan elements, Krampus is alive and well during the feast of Saint Nicholas. Krampus enjoyed an especially popular revival in the early 20th century as a fixture on greeting cards, Customarily expressing Krüs from Krampus, greetings from Krampus, these cards served as something of a cautionary tale against the perils of misbehavior. We generally see Krampus exacting his punishment on naughty children, stealing them away in baskets or shackles, threatening them with a switch, and pulling on their ears. Inscriptions tell the recipients to be brave, obedient, or they reprimand the unlucky, weil du schlimm because you've been naughty. And still today, on the night of December 5th, amidst glowing candles and glorious aromas wafting through traditional Christmas markets in charming Austrian old-town centers, rambunctious young men don costumes of fur, chains, bells, and horns to become Krampus for one exciting night of the Krampuslauf. You might call it a Krampus parade, or the running of the Krampus. The Krampuslauf's not only extremely popular in present-day Austria, but it's even making headway in American cities like Philadelphia with krampuslaufphiladelphia.com. The American Krampuslauf justifiably takes on a family-friendly nature. In the Austrian Krampuslauf, however, unfettered by American litigiousness, people would be well advised to keep their distance as Krampus won't hesitate to invade your personal space. And that can mean some serious wallops from a stinging whip. With his bad-boy attitude and devilish good looks, Krampus also enjoys the reputation of being something of a ladies' man. While a knight at the Krampuslauf can leave the men with some bruises, the furry beast is more inclined to woo the ladies with a few strategic, teasing taps of his switch. And I'm sure all the ladies daydream of a dark, muscular rogue stealing into their bedchambers to abduct and punish them for being very naughty girls. And imaginations can run wild with that impossibly long tongue. So with December 5th just around the bend, or at most a year away, consider well whether your deeds to amend, for it's not on Christmas day, when a nighttime visit from a dark mystical elf judges you naughty or nice. No, punishment stems from fierce Krampus himself. Let's hope you're not on thin ice. I hope you've enjoyed our holiday feature. For more Krampus goodies, visit ancientartpodcast.org slash krampus, where you'll find links to some of the best Krampus videos and resources on the internet, the transcript and footnotes for this video, including our fun little poems, and a gallery with credits for all the images and audio from this episode. And for the seriously interested, you'll also find some great references for further reading. I also recommend you check out krampus.com, which hosts a significant gallery of vintage Krampus greeting cards. Thanks for tuning in to the Ancient Art Podcast. You can like the podcast at facebook.com slash ancientartpodcast and follow me on Twitter at Lucas Livingston. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends and give us a big thumbs up on YouTube, iTunes, and Vimeo. I always love hearing from you on Facebook and YouTube. You can also email me at info at ancientartpodcast.org or send me your feedback on the web at feedback.ancientartpodcast.org. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time on the Ancient Art Podcast.